Welcome back to the MMA show. Nate and Jeff, how's it going, guys? It's going good, man. How are you guys doing? Eh, you know, still on the run. Just a Cap Crystal Lake, you know, killing teenagers here. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, just living. Excited. It's fight week. UFC 284, which is... Uh, I feel like it kind of snuck up on us. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago that we were here just talking about UFC 283. Yeah, and what a card that was. There was some pretty exciting fights on that, and some pretty um, sad sights to see as well. But overall, it was a good watch. Good. I mean, we, we got to see it with the crowd, so it was interesting to see how people reacted and just the... Uh, you know, there's some pretty crazy fights in that card, especially Moreno, you know, heavily, you know, we're in the Coachella Valley. So there's a lot of people that were, you know, going for him and for him to get that victory the way he did with the head, you know, just completely shut Figueroa's eye with that punch. It was pretty badass. <laughs> now, did he train that, that punch, the, the knuckle into the eye? Cause I I was hoping Moreno would finish, and he technically did finish the fight, but I was hoping for a knockout or a sub again. But uh, him shutting Figueroa's eye it was not what I was expecting. I, I, I didn't even think of that as a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's just the nature of MMA. You know, it's kind of like the BMF title when that was up. It kind of got ended on, you know, a cut, which... You know, for the BMF, that's not really the way you would want something like that to end. So I guess it's just the nature of the sport. It's almost like this was the first quadruple, you know, title type fight. And for it to end that way, it just kind of seems <laughs> like it was just meant to happen that way. It almost leaves like room for them to fight later on at a higher weight. I never want to see them fight again. I, I think Moreno beats Figueredo. Uh He won that series. I don't think we need to see it again, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, we have to, but <laughs> if they could pinch their pennies together and put it together, I'm sure they would. Yeah, you know, I, I actually stand corrected on that one. I thought Figueredo was going to was going to kind of smoke him with that with uh, all the things that were going on with Moreno's camp and all that stuff. And yeah, I was way off. <laughs> yeah. I, I was wrong about Paul Craig, Johnny Walker, too. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that was kind of sad. That was crazy because, you know, Johnny Walker, he just used that his leg up in the air and just freaking started hammer fisting him in the face. Just uh, that, that was pretty brutal. I kind of felt bad seeing that. You know, it's kind of like same with Shogun, just seeing him just get decimated. He, he just didn't look like he belonged in there anymore. You know, such a legend to the sport. But, you know, sometimes you got to hang it up. And I'm glad he's not going to fight anymore after that. It's been long overdue. These legends have been sticking around for too long. It, it, it's sad. Like Shogun got his his ass kicked. We just saw Fedor, the Last Emperor, get his ass kicked, and it, it's sad because I I try not to um, hold them to these you know final stages of their career, but it, but it's hard to ignore. Um, you know, I I try to focus on what uh, got them that legendary status, but when you stick around for too long and you're getting knocked out by uh, you know, Shogun's getting knocked out by you know a, a newcomer that you know people don't even know his name. It's not even a household name. 
uh, granted, Fedor got knocked at, or TKO'd by Ryan Bader, uh, you know, which is fair play. Bader's a really good fighter, but it's just it, it shouldn't have happened. He he should have just retired a long time ago. And to to, to come back for one more for what? Um, you know, I, I hope the money was worth it, but it it's long term big picture was a hundred thousand k for Fedor. Yeah, I, Bader came out said that that's not like obviously that's just the disclosed, but they got paid way more. Um, but it's just is it really worth it to tarnish your career your legacy i i i I hope so it's just sad yeah so do we know if uh fedor is completely retired from combat sports in general or is it just mma like is there a chance that he returns to maybe some grappling or some exhibitions or goes the the boxing route or something like that have we heard anything about that i I haven't heard anything, but I hope it's retired from everything because he, he's he's old. He, he's been fighting for so long. He's a pioneer, dude. He fought in in like the Pride era. <laughs> Just think about that for a second. It's crazy. How sick was Pride era Fedor? By the way, it was good. That was the Wild Wild West back then. You know, there's not a whole lot of rules. People juiced up. Uh, Fedor. I would be surprised if he was juiced up. Just based off his physique, uh, he just looked like he was just natural. Yeah, yeah, just a Russian bear. I'll I'll never forget uh, the first time I saw God. What, who's he fighting? When he got suplexed and then just hits a Kimura mm-hmm. and submits the guy. Do you know the fight I'm talking about? Yeah, that was Randleman, right? Yes, yes, it was against Kevin Randleman. Mm-hmm. Got brutally suplexed. Yeah, he got slammed on his head. Most people that they'd be knocked oh, yeah. out or yeah. paralyzed. Yeah. And, he, and he rode it out and freaking Kimura his ass. It was brilliant yeah I, I remember uh him knocking out arlovsky that that was crazy yeah well uh, honestly back in the day like in 08 or 09 or whenever it was well maybe even 07 before he lost i would have loved to have seen him compete in the ufc i think that would have answered a lot of questions well they tried but you know they wanted uh, a lot more than the ufc wanted to offer so it's you know, pe- people get greedy and it just sucks because now it's just one of those fights that we're just never going to see because even now the, <laughs> I wouldn't want to see it. it. It made sense back then when they offered it to him. But yeah, you know, it's just one of those oh. things we'll never see. No. Could you imagine back then Cain Velasquez versus Fedor? Be unbelievable. I think, I think Cain Velasquez wins that fight. If I'm being honest, but yeah, he's too fast. Yeah. And man, Kane was Kane was so good, but I, I I sometimes forget he fought Francis, and that kind of was like the final nail in his coffin. Oh, dude, I yeah. was there. Oh, you were. Yeah. I, I went to that. Oh, dude, that shit was brutal, man. Like he got knocked out. I think it was like twenty eight seconds, twenty six seconds, and we're in Arizona, mind you. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yay, like kind of light applause. Like nobody was excited about it except like maybe 2% of the room, you know, it was, it was pretty nuts. It's I was bummed. Yeah. I thought, I thought Kane was going to wrestle fucking Ganu and smoke him and have a glorious return, but wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I think it was a little too late for him by then. His body had already broken down all those injuries. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah, he's not keeping up with the adrenaline. You know, sometimes these people can keep powering through because they just keep the routine going. But once you break a routine, it's kind of like hard to fall back onto it. 
Yeah, he was just too tough for his own body. That's that's what a lot of people said. Which you can only push her so far. Yeah. Speaking of tough, like how much like head kicks Glover took in that fight against Hill? Like, oh my god! Like, give Glover like the dog award. <laughs> he was freaking going. I, I was surprised it didn't get stopped a few times because he was just getting pieced up. Yeah, you know that's another one where I thought. I mean, I called that Hill was going to win that fight, but I thought it was going to be like a round one, like he just knocks him out. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. think he was just going to withstand that and take a freaking long-ass beating. Am I the only one that's that doesn't care about that division just because I feel like that's a, a, a fake title, even though it's not like an interim or anything, it's a real title, but I, I just can't respect that title victory because... When you yeah. f- when when you follow okay John Jones all right, let's just leave play like, you know, have a place marker here John Jones leaves the division so the belt's are vacant and then when you track it from there to now I I I just don't feel like it, it makes sense for the UFC to have set up the Yan versus Ankalaya fight they fight to a draw and they're like okay cool we're just gonna bring the title and give it um, the opportunity to these two other guys which. And even the the Jan and Angelaya fight was weird to begin with too, because obviously there was a fight before that. So, I like you know Jamal Hill, good fighter, but I'm just not stoked on him. And, and even if Glover would have won, I wouldn't have been stoked on Glover being the champ just because it, it was just such a mess to get to that main event. Yeah, it was definitely weird. Um, don't like how it played out that way. Um, I think also light heavyweight is probably the most shallow division in the UFC. Maybe maybe heavyweight too, I guess. Um, honestly, I would have liked for Yuri to not be injured. I think that kind of threw a wrench in it, but the UFC didn't have to do uh, Ankalaev and Jan like that because they had a draw. I feel like they should have run that one back. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you... Have they announced who Jamal's going to get next? Probably mm-hmm. Yuri when he gets better. I, I think it's too soon because uh, yeah. Yuri doesn't even have a, a, a timetable on when he's going to get back. Yeah, they'll probably end up doing Jan and Ankalov because, I mean, uh, you know, Hill and Ankalov because Hill even said he'd fight Ankalov. It's not like he's against it. So if he wants to fight sooner and later, they'll probably be end up being the match because I doubt either of them are hurt. Ankalov didn't really take that much damage in his fight. He won that fight, but 100%. You know, it is what yeah. it is, unfortunately. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I think that would be fun. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just... Oh, go ahead. I want to say, but if Hill beats Ankalaf, would you then consider him the champ? Like, yes. undisputed? Yeah, I, I definitely respect it more, just because um, it's like, okay, this is the guy who, uh, you know, uh, in my opinion, beat Jan. Obviously, it went to a draw. Everybody knows that he won that fight. It's just weird judging. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely respect it way more if uh, uh, Hill and Uncle I have fought. And if Hill won, hell yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's just like it, it, to me, it was just weird because like, okay, like you know, what if somebody would have missed weight? Then Anthony Smith pops in. And it's just like, oh right, damn, this this title's just Anthony you know Smith just hoeing around, right? going everywhere. Fucking <laughs> just, just no, just like. Uh, uh, you know, for Jerry to to vacate the belt, um, you know, it, it, good move because worst case he keeps the belt and they would have done an interim anyway. So then there would have been another weird belt floating around to begin with because they love doing that. I just, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know what they ought to do? They ought to find the guy that broke into Anthony Smith's house, have him run through light heavyweight real quick. Okay. Yo, that happened when he was, wasn't, didn't that happen when he was a middleweight? No, he, he was light heavyweight when that happened. And I'm, I'm, I'm more so making a joke. I know. The fact that that guy was cracked out and Smith had like a legit hard time with him. Yeah. You know? It's scary, man. That's Dude, yeah. Scary. When someone's drugged out, you never, you never know what the hell. That's a wild card at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eh. And then speaking of more things that happen, like Derek Lewis, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's saying his job's safe, but he's taking a lot of like just beat downs. Like it's kind of bad to watch him now. He's just one of those um, entertaining fighters that I, I felt like kind of, and this is sad to say, I, I feel like he's kind of reached his potential skill wise and uh, you know, the new crop just keeps getting better and better. So um, he's part of like the, this, like uh, this wave where he was able to get by with his, um, you know, his, his great striking and his limited ground game. But now it's like, you know, there's these new killers coming up where like, that's not going to be as easy to get by. You can't just rely on your knockout power because people are going to be fighting you way smarter because they know your game plan. There's so much film out there for people to watch and to study. So it, 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 it happens if you, you know, are in MMA, um, if you only get so good, people are, uh, you know, the, the competition is going to, uh, you know, pass you up. And that's just the sad realization about this sport. You know, um, someone like Derek Lewis, who it, it's, you know, it, it's been his thing the, the whole time he's been in the UFC. It's no secret that his ground game is his greatest weakness. Um, so, uh, and for him to not, and maybe he doesn't have the ability. Maybe he didn't care. I, I don't know the real reason, but if you're not going to improve on your biggest weakness and just let that be a glaring hole, it's going to, you know, by you in the end and you know here he is getting submitted late in his career and it's like how many more opportunities are they really going to give you because is you know entertaining and high profile as he is he's expensive so they're not going to want to keep paying you um it, it's going to you know run out at some point thompson yeah yeah i agree and maybe the man just has bad luck when he fights scary ass dudes named sergey <laughs> back to back in two different two different types of finishes too yeah it's bad luck but like i said uh, he he had a good run but it's like your window of opportunity um you know only lasts long i like and, and it sucks too because heavyweight's such a uh rough division because with the the power that they carry up there um you don't want to get knocked out too many times and he's been rocked and I don't know how long he'll want to stick around. Well, I think he also benefits from heavyweight being a little more shallow than some of the other divisions in the UFC, almost like light heavyweight. And he benefits from being fucking hilarious. Like yeah. people want to see him win. They want to see what he says when he gets interviewed and stuff. The fight buildup's always fun. He's a fan favorite. Yeah. But... Maybe they might just like start just teaming up against actual like matches that are going to just strike with him, you know, maybe more up and coming type people where he can just maybe get lucky, maybe like try not give him someone as well-rounded and just kind of like have him as a, you know, card filler now. But yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah. it'd be interesting to see what he ends up doing because there was one point where he was even talking about retiring 
you know, even before he was finding a lot of the success. So now that he's back on the downward trend, maybe he might just be thinking that again, like just working, maybe going through his contract, just power through it. I'll tell you what, um, if and when, well, if, when he decides to retire from MMA, I hope he starts boxing celebrities, getting <laughs> getting a huge bag and just knocking blocks off. Who's this is, There's no celebrities for him to box. Get on, oh, get him dude, on bare knuckles. There's, al- there's always some fucking YouTuber that he could box. I just don't think people would want that smoke because he'll actually. No, 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 no. I don't think like, out of all the YouTube boxing, I don't think they've, there's been a heavyweight <laughs> YouTube boxing. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Have him box Frank Mir or something. One of the other. Leave Frank Mir alone. He's he's suffered enough, man. He's suffered enough. He. He's coaching. He did that deal with his daughter. Did you see that the UFC? Yeah. Hey, that's kind of sick though. Good for him and good for her. Yeah, that's nice of them. They didn't have to like support her in their college and whatnot, but to actually kind of do that kind of olive branch moment right there okay see when i see shit like that i'm just like i'm not fucking being fooled pay your fighters better fuck that little girl <laughs> yeah you should ask uh your boy logan paul with this fucking prime deal with how much of that's going to the fighters zero dollars <laughs> they the fighters are getting shit fighters need to get better pay that's uh that that should be number one that or better judging i don't know but uh, I, I I love the UFC, but it, it's such a big issue. Um, obviously, like a lot of casual fans don't know or probably don't even care. But we, we're in a world where these other athletes, uh, you know, NBA players, and we, we talked about this last time. Like it, the yeah. the difference in pay is it's sad. Yeah, compared to the overall pot of what's being brought in. And it's not like they can't because you see them doing specific deals with specific fighters, which, you know, I get not everyone is going to be making as much as like Connor or any of them, because, I mean, they bring in the numbers related to the pay-per-views and that's generally where most of the money's made. But to not even give people something where they could live off of, you know, they might have to work another job, but still be in the ultimate fighting championship just kind of seems like a contradiction at that point yeah that's why i'm looking forward to seeing how that lawsuit like that that pending lawsuit that, that that's happening that's about to um, i'm not sure uh this was a maybe go to trial like next year where they're trying to extend the ollie act to mma so yeah. it's way way more fair for the fighters and yeah be interesting to see how that affects or what kind of changes and rules actually get implemented into the mma side yeah because it's weird to me how uh the uc wants to be on the same level as um the nba the nfl and all that but they don't want to treat their athletes the same way and i don't and obviously um it'd be really hard for them to uh because i i think it would be awesome to like abolish uh bellator uh and, and all these other organizations and just have like one umbrella like the nfl and the nba and all that uh to, to give everybody a, a better opportunity and we can actually see fights that we probably wouldn't even be able to because of contracts different promoters or whatever um that's something that i would be interested in but um that's a whole nother mess and be really complicated to try to even set something like that up yeah I don't Maybe know. It's going to be interesting. 
<clears throat> What'd you say? Go ahead, Nathan. No, I was just saying it's going to be interesting, you know, to see how things shake out. I feel like the next few years, you know, with Francis, how we spoke about, you know, him stepping out, you know, that's, you kind of have to see other fighters do that in order for you to see real change. I mean, I know it's kind of not the same comparison, but you kind of see it with like AEW and WWE in a sense too. Now that there's like a little more direct competition, you know, you got people kind of trading between and like just making the most that they can. Yeah. We saw like a small glimpse of it when UFC and one traded for Ben Askren and Demetrius Johnson. Um, I was listening to Cheryl Sonnen speak to Errol Hawani today, and he made this point that I didn't even think about. Um, uh, he, he, he kind of uh, pointed out that the Nigerian Kings did, weren't really united because uh, Izzy's contract, Kamar Usman's contract, and Francis's contract, they were all up around the same time. And look what happened. Izzy resigned, Kamar resigned, and uh, and Ghana was the only one that stuck to his guns. It was like, I'm trying to make some real change, but the other two just kind of left him. Um, I don't know if they really left him hanging, but they weren't as united as when they were all champs and they were trying to get that UFC in Africa. And it's like, damn, can, can you imagine if they would have all like, uh, granted, uh, Izzy Usman, not champions anymore, but still really popular, uh, hold a lot of weight in their divisions. If they would have teamed up with Francis and, uh, you know, held their ground and try to demand some change. Dude, that's three champions. That's, you know, popular champions at that. Yeah, you can't lose all those people just for the sake of trying to save face or, you know, play hardball. Shout out Francis Ngannou. I know we talked about it last episode, but that's a bad motherfucker. I have a lot of respect for how he's playing this thing out. It's amazing. Yeah, but he's about to get wrecked, and if he takes that Tyson Fury fight, <laughs> yeah, that well, that's but, kind of a crazy matchup, of course. But everyone knows that he's going. He's going into it. Well, he he's probably. I can't explain how he thinks. You know, what I mean, we don't know that. But yeah. at this point, uh, Tyson Fury is the one taking all the risks. Yeah, but yeah. I don't really like how it's yeah. kind of turning into like a freak show. Mike Tyson, yeah. the referee. Let's do it in the cage. Four ounce gloves. I'm just like. Yeah, weird. because then he could kind of put a little asterisk to it. Like, yeah. well, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like. It wasn't really boxing. Yeah. Just go box. If you're going to box, just go box. I don't, I don't even know how how four ounce gloves would necessarily benefit Nganu with the way Tyson Fury fights and his movement. If anything, that would be good for Tyson Fury. Uh, no, I, I think it would benefit uh, in Ghana because uh, unless Fury's been training in Poirant's gloves, just because the um, defensive like blocking is like way uh, different. I mean that he's he's used to having way heavier gloves. Four ounce four ounce gloves for him will feel like just nothing, and he's already like elusive and has quick hands anyway. You know, but yeah. that's a whole that's a different conversation. I just think his defense won't be there because to you know blocking with sixteen or ten ounce gloves is way different than blocking with four ounce gloves. Also distance too, because it, they you know they protrude a little further too. So if you're practicing, you know certain jabs and things like that, you know you're gonna probably fall back to what your you know muscle memory is, and you go, oh, I'm not that. It's not that close, you know, or it's not that, that makes, far. That makes sense. I just, I'm just curious if it does happen, how big will it really be? 
Like, yeah, is it going to be the name draw that they think? I think Fury's the bigger name draw overall. Hundred percent. You know? so. Just depending on where they um, host it, because if they do it overseas, hundred percent, they they could sell out some stadiums over there. But if they do it here in the states, it could sell well, but probably not as big if they do it on the Tyson Fury's home turf. I think there'll be a lot of interest just because it is Francis's first fight outside the UFC. But I think if he loses like very decisively, like where it doesn't even look competitive, it's going to affect him badly, unfortunately. Well, I don't know. And it's never gone well for an MMA fighter going to boxing. Yeah. Trevor Kimbo. <laughs> and uh, Mark Hunt, Mark Hunt just knocked out some like young uh, up and comer. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, freaking Mark Hunt's got freaking hands of steel. That guy's freaking. They did Mark Hunt so dirty. Yeah, we can't forget they... that. Oh yeah, they're like, hey, Brock Lesnar, juice up, fuck up this Samoan, get him out of here, and then, <laughs> and then he tries to sue, and it, you know, Mark Hunt money versus UFC money, it's it's not fair. Yeah. Shout out Mark Hunt. I miss watching him fight. Yeah, he kept it real. Hey, and but. just like Francis, he and just you know, there's there's those few fighters who will stick up for what they believe in, and we we've seen zero change, which is it, it's sad. You got to fall in line, or you know you're gonna end up like the Randy Couture's. Um, uh, Mark Hunt, Francis Ngannou uh, get booted out. Yeah. I guess we kind of have to wait and see. Who, I mean, it almost would take more than 25% of the roster and like some notable people to kind of like go, hey, we need some change. But it seems like most people are pretty content with where they're at right now, which I think is just more people fall into a comfort zone that these people are independent contractors technically overall you know because they whatever they do with the UFC you know they sign and that's you know whatever pay to get depending on when they win or lose and if they don't have a lot of money some of these people so to kind of bite the hand that feeds them it, it's tough you know and they would need like people from the outside to support them I think in order for it to really follow through that's why we need this lawsuit to happen, and it would be crazy. It would be a big blow to the UFC. Or we just need Bellator. Bellator just keep getting bigger, keep getting uh, better fighters, and just become a, a, a real threat to the UFC. Because I think I saw more people talking about uh, Bellator this past weekend than the UFC's card. Granted, there was um, bigger names on the Bellator card. Yeah, it was on CBS, too, which... For the that's uh, not for the first time for like a decade, mm-hmm. which that brought a lot of attention just because you know CBS. So it was good for them to kind of do that. Hopefully, they can keep the steam going. Yeah, you know, pressure. It's a uh, it's funny that you guys mentioned that, um, and I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on it. But for me, it almost feels like the upcoming UFC uh, Makachev Volkanovski card feels a little underpromoted. Like usually something like this, there's just like tremendous excitement around it. But I've seen more like power slap 
Yeah. I, being honest, like at least on Instagram or where I usually go, like now that we're like week of, you know, we're seeing more stuff on YouTube and like content and yeah. shit like that. But I don't know. It 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 didn't feel as big or as exciting as some of the other fights where someone has gone up a weight class to challenge for another title. Or am it, I or am I tripping? Am I losing my mind? I, honestly, no. Like Islam even pointed that out. He had like an interview in Did Russia, he? and like Dana White kind of like disputed what he was saying, like saying like, "What the fuck does he know? He's like in fucking Dagestan out there. He doesn't know what kind of advertising and whatnot we're doing. I don't know, unless they're doing it all based in like Australia, where you know they're hosting it, like because uh, they're trying to say it's going to be doing like top five numbers. That's what Dana White says, but I don't. You know, you never know until you after the fucking event yeah. I, I i don't think it's that islam's pointing that out he doesn't feel like this is being pushed as heavily as it should be and most people do point out exactly what you said that you see so much power slap shit being it's like i'm following ufc i want to see this power slap shit it has nothing to do with the ufc yeah like i i remember and maybe hindsight i'm remembering it a little bit more differently but izzy versus jan felt massive like it felt so freaking important and yeah. this, up, this upcoming one it just doesn't doesn't feel like that you know even though we know it is yeah. and Volkanovsky you know is putting it on the line pretty hard with this fight well I, th- I think the big difference is Volkanovsky is not a star oh yeah that's fair because if, if you look at uh, when when Izzy went up it was okay. Izzy goes up, and then there's this looming John Jones fight in the background. Remember, they were beefing, yeah. um, and Izzy had been calling for this fight, and a lot of people were looking past Jan because Izzy was looking so good at 185. Uh, so people were getting excited at the thought of holy shit, uh, this uh, you know guy who looks invincible because we haven't had a champion like that in a while is going up, and if he can capture this and then get that John Jones fight it would be insane but what when you look at the these two islam just won the belt no personality definitely not a star uh, <laughs> amazing fighter but you know he doesn't have people um, you know that vested um, you know interest in him because uh yeah he's like this uh could be protege uh but he really hasn't really shown his personality he hasn't really given people to to want to follow him and I like Volkanovski. He's an, an incredible fighter, but uh, I think I don't know if this is real or not. But I, I feel like he suffers from uh, being the guy that took out such a beloved champion in Max Holloway. So people are just kind of like, okay, like we'll respect him, we'll watch his fights, but that's about it. Like we don't really like him that much, which is sad. It sucks, but uh, I, and there's no way these are fucking doing Connor numbers. That this, this card losing Robert Whitaker, Paul Costa major blow to the card um there's a random interim featherweight title fight another bullshit title is this is uh, i'm excited for the main event but it's just like this is not a good card yeah there's no dan hooker on it it's not um but some of the people from that the alexander's team there's a few people i mean you got like tyson pedro and like a few kind of mixed in there but overall you know but there if i get canceled i thought that's why i got canceled or is he still fighting he's still no. fighting he's just fighting a nobody now and that's the thing it's like it's just a lot of these fights you see like certain names that you recognize 
but they're not really fighting any actual key people. And uh, I think like the you, prelims and the early prelims are kind of weak. Even the main card is a little shaky, but there's, you know, a few pretty interesting fights just because Yair versus Josh Emmett is not being a title. You know, it's a title fight, but if it wasn't a title fight, it would be a hell of a fight nonetheless. It, it shouldn't be a title fight. How weird is it that they're making an interim belt on the same card as the champion? The champion of Wolkanovski is not injured. He's healthy. He's competing. Why? Yeah. Makes no sense. And he, and he fights all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. And then it's just like one of those things like they like, like I, I know that they're trying to do these oh, two title fights per pay-per-view because they're trying to deliver for ESPN or whatever. But for them to create these take these fake titles, it's watering down the product because why don't you just do a number one contender fight? That would be just as exciting. You don't have to, um, you know, give them this belt because Volkanovski is completely fine. Normally, you'll you'll create an interim if the champion is is out. He can't make it. There's something going on. But in this case, there, there should have absolutely be no interim title. I agree with that 100%. In this, I mean, we could do a whole episode on what I'm about to say. But to me, just make more weight classes. That's just a perfect argument to make more weight classes. Yeah. If you're struggling and, that bad. Yeah, they want like more titles. Weight cutting is an issue. You know what I mean? You make more weight classes. That At seems least like, like 165, you know, then you post yeah. everyone 175, you know, 185. Yeah, well, their, their thing is, oh, um, what about the history of the World Weight Division? We're just going to have to um, erase all that. It's like, no. You just, evolve as a sport. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 you can't take away what has happened at, at 170, but um, they should adopt 25, 35, 45, 55, 65, 75, 85, 95, 205. And then they should have a, a heavyweight and super heavyweight. Let's go. I agree with that. Um, so y'all mentioned the Tyson-Pedro fight. I'm actually kind of interested in that because the guy he's fighting is uh, – he's the guy, I believe, that fought Khalil Roundtree. And Khalil Roundtree, like, brutally, like, oblique kicked him. Mm-hmm. And like took him out for like a year. This is his comeback fight. Oh yeah, well, actually, I, that I, is believe true. He's, I believe it's his comeback fight. It's a he's, he's for the UFC two fights in the cage war. Yeah, for the UFC, and he won two fights in cage wars, and now they're bringing him back. So I, I'm I'm kind of kind of surprised that they're giving him a guy that beat Roundtree. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Yeah. I think they're just feeding this guy to him to kind of be like, all right, you know, we think you could beat this dude. So here's your opportunity. And if he loses, they're like, all right, well, at least the guy's not on a losing streak because that's why they let him go initially. He lost yeah. to Jimmy Crute, who's on this card as well. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Minefield. That, that should be pretty good. Yeah. Minefield um, looks pretty good my money on him yeah i think yeah. jimmy crew's pretty interesting but i think uh alonzo has that as well yeah pretty pretty weak card <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's what it's when you look at it you're kind of like most general people aren't gonna know the, they might recognize them from like the prelim cards from before things like that but they're not gonna be 
too familiar with some of these um, fighters, which, you know, it's unfortunate because some of them aren't that bad, you know? Yeah. Justin Toff, uh Jack Dahlia. It Honestly, it feels like UFC's off to like a weird start this year. Uh, not It's not until March where the the next every 285, that's where shit's going to pop off. Cause that card, yeah. that, the, the, this, that feels like a, a real UFC card because it's stacked from main event to prelims. So it's just, you know, and also there's fight nights in between, but I don't know. Yeah, that's. I don't that's, know what's going on over there. They got back to back pay per views too. Well, I don't. Well, I don't think they're week to week, but you know they got fucking the Usman card and the yeah the Jones card on the same month. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree with everything you guys are saying. However, um, I'm optimistic about uh, UFC 284 because. Yeah. A lot of these fighters that we haven't heard of, A, they got something to prove. So a lot of times when there's cards where you're not necessarily familiar with all the fighters, those are some of the best fights. Yeah. You know? I agree with that. And I have a feeling this card has an opportunity to actually really over deliver in the prelims, you know? I'll be watching. I'm excited about it. Oh yeah. How, how, definitely gonna be watching. how is Justin Taffa and Parker Porter in the the main event? <laughs> like or, or yeah. the main card season. Come on, those guys. I don't know what's going on. Heavyweight heavyweight divisions is whack. I think it's just more because you know Australian. Like you can tell, this is a very Australian heavy card because of the fighters on there. So I don't know. Maybe that's where they're really aiming for the buys to be, you know, from. But I'm really curious to know the strategy because I'm. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, definitely should have been some some other fight or something like where well, you see that and go damn and this is one of those things too paulo casa he, yeah. he, he stuck to his guns he's like yo he, he's like i want more money i want a better contract and they're like no he's like cool then i'm not fighting robert wicker i don't care yeah so i actually i messaged parker porter on instagram one time just because he's from connecticut and just looks like a fucking Haybreed fan. Mm-hmm. And I just hit him up. I'm like, hey, do you listen to Haybreed? His response, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> it, was, uh-huh. it, it was honestly kind of sick. So um, I'm pulling for Parker Porter on this fight, just so we know. Okay. Yeah. For all the core kids. I mean, I doubt he's like a hardcore guy, but you know, he's from Connecticut. He's like 38 years old or something. It's just, how's he not how do you listen to Haybreed and not be a core kid <laughs> dude there's all kinds of people who fuck with Haybreed who don't don't know the first thing about hardcore music dude. maybe he's a core guy I didn't ask him like that explicit you know what I mean I just kind of like watched him fight I'm like damn this guy probably fucking loves Haybreed so if you listen to Haybreed you're hardcore uh, uh, right. hey once upon a time that's a different conversation though Wow, you're I didn't realize you're a gatekeeper. Right. I'm not gatekeeping. You're gatekeeping. When's hey, okay, here's a question. Okay. When's the last time you went to Haybreed show? Haybreed when they uh, came to House of Blues. When was that? A couple months ago. Oh, so, so with uh with Dying Wish and Bleeding Through, you went to that one? Yeah. So every person at that show? Hardcore. Bleeding through? Hardcore. Dying Wish, hardcore. No, no, no. I'm talking about the audience. Yeah, they're all there's, hardcore. There's, there's, there's a lot of randos. Which is fine. The bald skinhead dudes. Big old guys with the freaking iron crosses and stuff. 
Yeah, bro. They used to. He's missing the Iron Cross. Take a look at him. (laughs) That's crazy. Sorry, uh, weird ass tangent. No, that's (laughs) funny. (laughs) Wait, so So, was it on Instagram or Twitter? Where'd you message this guy? This Instagram. Okay. That's why I I I love social media like that because. Twitter used to have that barrier where uh, they um, th- it's different now, but before if they weren't following you, you couldn't DM them. But with Instagram, you can DM whoever. Yeah. yeah and, and you know, what's funny is I don't really ever DM people like that, especially if I don't know somebody, mm-hmm. but that's kind of curious. Yeah. I, the only time I ever, I cross over like MMA in hardcore uh in my early days i, I remember I, I saw blood for blood at the uh the glass house this was like 2013 and i feel what you're about to say right now and, and fucking dan hardy was on stage at the glass house and i was just like i knew it i knew those are blood for blood skulls on that guy's legs i was not yeah. just making things up in my mind dan hardy but, uh, also with parker porter he like took forever to respond like it wasn't yeah. a me in this dude, or at least when I, he's when training, I him, he's busy he training. Like, he had like 4,000 followers or something. I, I forget. It was like low for a UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. And he like got back to me like six weeks later. He's just sifting through. He's laying in bed, getting through all his DMS. Probably so. Yeah. Sometimes I, I hate responding to like the randos. Cause then it's just like, sometimes the conversation just, goes on for longer than it should i was like oh this is awkward i just don't look in the request tab <sighs> well sometimes i have uh, my shit's on private though oh, okay Let's see no jamie's got stalkers though you gotta watch out who he responds to sometimes people get get attached and i'm like dude i'm just a normal guy dude and like i'm not i'm not anybody special i'm not more special than you i'm just fucking doing my thing um, you know, shit's popping. That's cool. But, you know, whatever. You could do it too. It's not exclusive to me. So I try to tell yeah. people. And whenever people like, and I hate when I'm out in public and people try to talk about me like I'm like I'm special. It's like cool. You can give me props. And I'll, I'll I'll take the compliment, or whatever. But then like sometimes people go like a little too far and it gets like kind of awkward. I'm just like, dude, please stop. I'm just I'm just here. Leave me alone. Yeah. Well. I guess people just react differently when they think someone's relevant or famous in some way, but I give two shits about, you know, any of that kind of stuff with people. I always treat people the same I'd want to be treated as. Treat them as equals, treat them as normal, you know? And if you do anything less or more, you're just fucking faking it at that point. Yeah, there's this kid out here. I'm not going to say any names. But he's he's like trying to like make a name for himself, and I don't understand why or how. But um, I, I got hit up for a show, right? So I booked these shows out here. So me and Kenny and program, we we booked these shows. This dude has the audacity to be like, "Hey, I know um, you got this show offered. Do you want to put it under my company's banner, saying that we booked the show?" And I was just like, no, you literally aren't had zero input on booking this show. The band that's touring out here doesn't know you, doesn't want to work with you. So why would we give you any credit? And it's not about getting credit because 
when Kenny and I do shit, we promote program. We promote Orange County. We we don't even promote ourselves. We just we're not. That's not we're not doing it for that. But this kid was like, yeah, just put it under my my company's banner saying that we booked it. I'm like, no, you're a fucking weirdo. Go book your own show. Like like it's so weird that this kid like wants to like you know make his it's not weird that he wants to make his mark but it's weird the, the way he's going about it and i'm just like come on dude this is like i don't even understand why you want to be it to be under your thing when you're not doing anything with the show yeah that is kind of odd yeah because like like kenny and i we deal with the stress we deal with the money we deal with making sure everything's organized you ain't doing shit if, if you want your fucking company whatever to get popular go book your own shit don't try to uh you know ride our coattails it's hard enough for us out here just think about that it's hard enough for kenny and i so for this guy to try to come in and act like he's doing us a favor by offering his just to put it under his banner fuck off that's weird no it, it, it ain't happening you see shit happening in program it's because either me kenny or Chris uh, had a hand in it, and this is when it, when it comes to hardcore. There's a bunch of other sh- cool shows that happen there that we don't do. But when it's hardcore, probably me or Kenny, probably both of us. But we're not we're not in it to get fucking popular. We're in it to keep our fucking scene alive. So just think about that. Love that energy, Jamie. Thank you. Go off, King. That's what it's all uh, about. So yeah, so this is a side tangent. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I've dealt with stuff like that over the years okay and i take the same approach man i am unbelievably picky with who i'll work with if i even decide to work with mm-hmm. anybody when it comes to the music shit like uh i doubt they're listening right now but i straight up won't let anybody in yuma book any of my bands that isn't me or like one of my very specific friends you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i'm super picky who I'm going to align myself with if I even do that at all, you know? So I'm with you, dude. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's weird. Cause like I, I get people, how did you start doing this? And I'm just like, I don't fucking know. It just happened. Like, <laughs> like, I'm Sometimes sorry. It's right place, right time. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm sorry you tried and failed, but you can still try. Like, like um, Kenny and I were doing shit at a very specific place. There's a whole, county that's available like like we're, we're not gatekeeping i'm 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 trying to help people i'm trying to touring bands hit me up and be like hey can you you hook us up here or here i'm like yeah let me try to put you in contact with people because i can't do everything but like i said it's hard enough for kenny and i uh so just help us don't try to come in and take all the all the credit even though like like i said Kenny and I, Kenny and I could easily slap our names on all these flyers, but no, we just want it to say program, Orange County. That's it. We don't fucking care because we're, we're not. This isn't for popularity or anything. Like I said, we're we're trying to get kids motivated. We're trying to keep this shit going. Uh, but some people get it twisted and think, oh shit, like we could we could come in and uh, start some bullshit and uh, put it on a flyer and get popular. It's like uh, you could you could fool some people, but that shit is gonna end real quick. And it ain't happening with us. So figure it out. The audacity. Yeah, it's disgusting. Right. And that's, you know, that's a good rant, bro. Hey, sometimes you just got to say some shit. Uh, but just get, and I, I tell people, it's like these things in hardcore, like being in a band, booking shows, doing a zine, doing a podcast, it's all very attainable. You just have to do it. 
right? But but if you want to get popular, you want to be loved, have fun because it ain't it, it ain't gonna end well. That's some fake shit. Go go hang out with your real friends. Don't worry about the community of people that you don't even know uh, caring about you. It's like you should care and trust and love the people who actually know you for for you to to want uh, a bunch of strangers to love you and want to be your friend is fucking weird to me and i don't get it you have this weird pseudo relationships with people that they follow on instagram or social media and like they see that like people liking their stuff or responding to them as at like affirmation and what they believe or who they are and it's like you gotta believe in yourself before anything else you don't need anyone else to tell you any different just you know do what makes you happy i could give two shits about what people think i post what i want because it's like for me it's more of like an inner monologue than it is fucking trying to outreach to people i can give two shits about meeting new people i you know end up meeting new people regardless but you know, that's how it is. I'd rather it happen naturally than to be forced or to try to make someone like me. I, I'm never going to do that. Fuck that. Yeah. It's weird shit. It's kind of like trying to shove an interim title in something. That should be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, you brought that right back. Let's go. <laughs> Yair, Josh Emmett, turn down the interim title. Take a fucking stand. That's a good fight, though. No, I great, know. great fight doesn't need to be for a, an interim title, especially when the champ is fighting right after you guys. Because what Dana White's going to walk in, here's your belt, uh, and then our, our um, Volkanovski comes out, hey, he has your belt. It's like, what? Yeah, same, same belt. <laughs> it's like there is <laughs> there's the featherweight champ with yeah. the featherweight belt coming like, out. Can we get some organization in the company? Can we figure this out? Because pretty i'm telling you bellator and this is scott coker doing what scott coker does it strike force they just minded their own business they you know built up their roster and slowly but surely grew to be a real threat and i i've been watching bellator since scott i've been watching bellator before scott coker when bjorn revenue was there but when scott coker you know got you know booted from the ufc went to bellator i'm like okay this is this is a real play here. Scott Cooker knows what he's doing. He's smart. He has a lot of connections and he's going to turn this company around. And sure enough, Bellator, weird name. They could have easily got rid of it, but way more of like a, a respectable MMA company, I think today versus back then. And yeah. just give it, a, give it a couple more years. When, when you got these disgruntled people leaving the UFC, um, you got uh, Bellator willing to co-promote, uh, you know, obviously highly benefited them because uh, their fighters won, but it's just, just give it time. It, it'll balance out where um, UFC and Bellator will be on more of a, um, you know, even playing field where you, when, when you'll look at their champions and be like, okay, this champion, you know, Bader could beat John Jones um, or something like that. That's just an example, but it, it's happening. Because, you know, Beltor has some legit champions. Yeah, they're growing. So, I mean, it's definitely happened. You know, it's it's taken some time. They've definitely um, spoon-fed a few of their fighters. But sometimes you got to do that. Who? Make stuff. 
Aaron Pico. He was getting his ass beat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was with fucking picking and choosing, dude. That's what I was fucking saying. No. Yeah. Go ahead. They definitely. It's like fucking people like AJ McKee and stuff, too. Like, they haven't fought. Like, now they're fighting people where they should be fighting. But there's a few mixed matches still on their side. But even UFC does. It's not like a big dig towards them. Because I think, I mean, you can look at this fucking card. I think there's probably a few people that are fighting nobodies that are already established UFC fighters. So, yeah. Nature of the business. One thing I like about Bellator is they still do fun shit. Like, they announced that lightweight eight man tournament for a million dollars. Like, love that. Dude. Yeah. Like that's a lot of money, and UFC could easily do. UFC has enough money where they could be. Oh, you you got a, a eight man one million dollar tournament. We can do an eight man five million dollar tournament if they wanted. But for some reason, for, I don't get why they don't want to do special stuff like that when they have the roster to do that. Um, and, and this is where we can segue to the next topic. They, they would much rather do something like the ultimate fighter where granted this season might be a little more interesting. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this uh, season's format, but it's been what they did 27 seasons before they fucking canceled that thing. And they're bringing it back and yeah. Oh, it's on the main ESPN channel and ESPN plus who fucking cares? Like I get it. Connor. I I don't get how Connor still as popular as he is. Like like he just the the jokes and whatever. He's not to me. It's not funny anymore because he, it was so entertaining and awesome um, in the beginning because he was backing up what he was saying. He was whooping these fighters. But when you're talking that kind of shit and getting your ass beat, it's not fun anymore. So I I don't get it. I'm I'm not Here's excited. Has anybody had? as fun of a run as come up connor and by come up connor i'm referencing like ufc interim jose aldo double champ oh, yeah like that, that dude yeah that legendary run the best quotes you can fucking from the ufc or from the fucking that's why they, they, they were calling him they were calling him mystic mac because he was calling his shot every yeah, fight I, hey, I'm excited about it. Wow. I love that he's fighting Mike, fighting Michael Chandler. I think that fight is so sick. And I think really, Chandler gets him too, dude. Am I gonna watch the Ultimate Fighter? I don't know. Is, how how is the format different? You mentioned that. So what? Um, and, and this was just released today. So what they're doing is they're bringing back um, some UFC veterans or people who have been in the UFC. They haven't announced it. This is like all breaking news. Like they haven't started filming. And so they're bringing back people with UFC experience mixed in with newcomers. So it's not just like a throwback cast. It, it's going to be like a good mix of young and old or older. Not like, not like, you know, not like weird gatekeepers or anything. No. Interesting. But another thing, you know, uh, 170. Why? Like, okay. It, it, oh, it, it's not, it's not a lightweight. No, it's 170. Yeah, which yeah. which makes it more pointless. Like, why are we having two lightweights fight at welterweight now that just there's no stakes because they're not fight they're not in 
they're not going to go fight in welterweight. They're not going to make a dent. Sorry, welterweight's too that's, crazy. They should make them fight at lightweight. That's so bad for Connor because my uh, Chandler is just naturally big. I mean, yeah, he's like yeah. a short guy or whatever, but he's like really stocky. I think that totally favors him. Not cutting a lot of weight, not cutting, yeah, you know, not, like, not having to do a weight cut. Okay, weight or not weight cutting, I guess, but weight cuts aside, you got to remember Connor broke his leg. There's not been a fighter that has had that injury that has come back and been successful. Chris Weidman's still out. I don't think out. Of them did steroids either. <laughs> you know, I mean, because um, he's not even in the pool yet for USADA, and he has I'm to go through he's... six months, which is like, why is he hesitating to get back in? Well, because he, has... he has this lined up. He... Oh, sorry. I'm low-key surprised he would even agree to Chandler. Well, who else is there? Ferguson. Come on, dude. Ferguson needs to retire. What are you talking about? Fer I, it'd be an easier matchup for sure. But yeah, yeah I, don't, I just don't think Ferguson has the name value anymore, yeah. unfortunately. See, Connor breaks his leg. You should have just hung it up there. Because Dustin you know knocked him out in the second fight and the the turnaround to the third fight there was no way that you could have improved that much to be better than dustin and then you break your leg and it's just like dude please just give it up there, there's when you look top 10 welterweight top 10 lightweight connor's not competing with any of those guys let's be honest he's he's one of those fighters just like Derek lewis that he he uh, you know, had a great skill set, but the competition passed him up. Like he should have went out on a shield, lost to Khabib. No shame in that, right? Khabib, a uh, really great fighter, but for for him to come back and now he's just tarnishing his career because what happens? He comes back, beats Michael Chandler, then what? Give him RDA. RDA, come on. Let's give let's a. Let's give RDA a chance at redemption because he got shafted during come up Connor when he hurt his foot um, and then Nate Diaz came in and then it just changed uh, the trajectory of everything. You he, know, he, he just should have not broken his foot. He, he, <laughs> he screwed himself to be honest. Or Tanny's night away or bring back Aldo at a higher weight. Aldo's boxing. Yeah. Know, just, we're we're, we're nice. crazy ideas. That would be kind of cool to see. Aldo, I like, I like a good redemption arc. Aldo, but... you you retired. Go serve your cheeseburgers that are supposed to be really good. Why are you fighting again? Leave it alone. Yeah. And yeah, is it... I'm looking at I'm looking at top fifteen lightweight. Dan Hooker, Connor, could be kind of, could be fun. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you're reaching now, so you're. you're... I, 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 <laughs> He's not, <laughs> he doesn't feel super competitive for sure, especially because 155 is like really grappling centric, you know? Yeah, but Patty versus Connor. I, I think he, I think Connor fucks up Patty. Patty sucks straight up. I'd be yeah. out of that. I think I think Connor beats Patty Pimplet's ass. But don't yeah. don't you want to remember the Mystic Mac, his rise? You don't want to, and it's sad. We're going to be remembering Connor breaking his leg, getting his ass kicked in there his career. It's just like, dude, just hang it up. Go go train Dylan Dennis or something. You're like, stop. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's trying to get that one last win. You know, like I feel like that's always like the search. You know, like 
Dude. I'm gonna get that good win and just walk away, but then they just keep falling. Yeah, you're you're, you're chasing that W. You beat an old cowboy. No, you know, no disrespect. I I like cowboy, but like that was his, that was his last great win, right? Or am I crazy? Yeah, yeah. We beat him with shoulders somehow. <laughs> and it's That's just, just one of those situations where you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah, and it's just been downhill for him since, and it's it's not fun because I. I, I love watching Connor. I, I, I watched all of his fights from Marcus Brimage to now, and it's it, it it's just sad because it, it, it sucked to see him get knocked out. Um, obviously, fun fight with Poirier the second time, but then for him to, to to break his leg and allegedly it was cracked before or whatever. But it's like, dude, like look at the history of people with those with that injury. Yeah. It's it's not good. Yeah. Chris Weidman still hasn't fought. It's been three years. Um, I'll be honest. I'm still. I would. I would definitely classify myself as a McGregor fan. Okay. You know, but he's got just purely out of entertainment value. Am I a fan because he's a threat to the lightweight title? No. You know, but no. I still. Yeah, but don't you want to he see him? Need to be, he doesn't need to be fighting, but he just is, which yeah. is just crazy as fuck to me. But. But as a fan, don't you want to see him just not get beat up? Well, yeah. I mean, there's people out there who want to see him get beat up too, though. Because, <laughs> and also, you got to think Michael Chandler, his durability is way better than Connor's. Yeah, he could take some good hits, but uh, I don't know. I guess. Um, see what, because even like Chandler was talking about that he'd be with, like, I thought he was standing bank, but he kind of said that he was going to like kind of take him down and actually dictate the fight that way too. So maybe he just wants that win over, you know, taking a risk. So it you might got, not benefit McGregor in that way either. You got to think that Chandler is going to have even more durability at a higher weight class too. Yeah, because he's not going to have to dehydrate. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to well, watch it. <laughs> I, I'm going to watch it, but it's like. Dude, you're ruining your legacy. Like I'm like Mystic Mac is fading in my brain and I'm just remembering, you know, crappy Connor. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks. Out, Connor. It, it, it 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 sucks because he's leaving me no choice. I and dude, you have all the money in the world, just hang it up. Go train Dylan Dennis. Now you're so, just going to get uh, CTE. Between, between the featherweights, we didn't actually choose Yair Rodriguez or Josh Emmett. I think all of us are probably leaning Yair because he's just, I think, the more phenomenal, like, well-rounded fighter. Yeah, he has more options, more tools. Yeah, I got Yair by decision. And then we got the main... Wait, 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 like, just by decision. I Yeah, I think he I think he unanimously... I, I, I should be specific. I think he UDs Josh Emmett. Really? I, I think he TKOs Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett's he, he's gonna do to what what he did to BJ Penn to Josh Emmett. Maybe I I don't think because Josh Emmett a lot of his strength when he's finishing people is like on the inside and Yair is really rangy. You know I think he's gonna keep him on the outside and pick him apart. Yeah. But I I could be wrong. Yeah. No, then, I think yeah, I think he's just gonna want to see him hit it like a switch kick or something. You know, the main fight is such a 
interesting because it's either you're gonna yeah. know right off the bat whether or not Alexander's gonna be able to pull it off or not, you know? Because you can if Islam can just kind of dictate the pressure and like control Alexander from the start, I don't think it's gonna be a good matchup. Right. But who you guys picking? Uh I pick Islam. I think I think the it's not so much the size. I think it's going to be that Islam can take Vol- well, I'm assuming that he's going to be able to take Volkanovski down like he takes everybody down. Now, is he going to be able to finish him or get him in a position where like there's an opportunity to finish? I don't know. I think it's going to look a lot like him holding him up against the cage and maintaining almost almost like what Usman was doing to people on his way up. I think it's going to look like that. I think he's just going to maintain superior position and try not to get picked apart too much on the feet. Um, if for some reason, like Volkanovsky is able to stop the takedown, which he might, you know, uh, I think it becomes a problem. I think he's a way more talented on the feet, but I think it's going to be a lot of, a lot of Islam holding him up against the cage. I got Volkanovski um, round two TKO. I'm down. I'd love to see it. And I think there's a world where that happens, but my heart says Volkanovski. My mind's telling me Islam. I think Volkanovski, have you, I've seen some of his training that he's been doing where he's doing like the, the full five minute sparring, like in a training. And in the midst of that, they have people just coming up to him, like bigger people coming up and trying to take him down as he, like not even seeing who's behind him and things like that. They just immediately go for a takedown behind him. And he's been able to, like, I saw him maybe get taken down once or twice, but you know, usually you're not getting taken down from behind, but if he's able to like, it looks like he's taking it very seriously. So I think if oh. he can maintain the distance, the longer it goes, the more it benefits him. Cause I think he's going to have better cardio overall compared to islam so i would love to see it and i think him being short and stocky like plays into him not being easy to submit just purely by his size you know and i mean you got to think brian ortega no multiple times had him in very compromising spots um i just think islam is a lot stronger than brian ortega most likely and i think it's going to be something where it's not going to be the most spectacular, entertaining thing, but I think he's just going to be able to maintain superior position throughout the fight. I hope I think, I'm wrong, though. I yeah. want, I, I'd love Volkanovski to win. Hope I'm wrong. I'm hoping for Volkanovski by decision. I think he's going to skirt by a decision. I think he's going to, like, you might going to see a lot of, a lot more competition at the beginning, but as it starts to get to the later, I think he's able, like, they're, you know, both a little sweaty. He's able to kind of pull because, he has that he doesn't have quit in him. Like that's the one thing. If Volkanovsky can survive, he's gonna put it on you. And I think he's used to fighting people that are already taller and bigger than him. And I yeah. think that alone is what's gonna benefit him. So I think he's gonna win by Unis and just you know, I'd, you know I'm down for it. Hopefully. I, yeah, I think he's got a really good sh- I, I would say he has a better shot than a lot of these other lightweights do at beating Islam. Um, for the reasons you mentioned, uh, in his fights, he's really good with his footwork and cutting angles and like finding a way to land and stuff like that. 
I I think it's close. I just like I said, my mind think my mind thinks Islam is going to control the positions, but my heart wants Volkanovski. Yeah. I mean, shit, we thought Charles was going to do a lot more competitive against yeah. Islam, and that wasn't even close, you know? And Islam dropped him. Yeah, so, I don't know. You know, it's like maybe Islam's just gotten that much better, you know? And he's just, or he has that confidence now that he's able to put it all together. So, I, it definitely favors Islam overall, this matchup. Sure. But, you know, I think just Alexander, there's a reason he's the pound for pound right now and i'm just gonna lean towards that and just hope that it works out yeah I, you know i hope you guys are right because i would love to see that i would love to see that and then volkanovsky go down and take out the interim and then clean out both because he's so active it'd be really cool to see that happen because a lot of times well like when connor became double champ or when someone else has gotten a championship in a different weight class, they just abandon the lighter one. You know, yeah. I could see Volkanovski going back and still defending at uh, at featherweight. Yeah, I think the only real double champ was Amanda Nunes because she actually defended in yep. both weight classes. Yeah, but should be thinking of her. I want to see her fight again. I'm kind of curious. Didn't they match her up? I think they have something pending who's uh, that uh the uh, aldania I, I thought she was fighting aldania or am i crazy no i i i'm i think that too amanda nunez the goat female goat right there she ain't the female goat that's shevchenko show some respect valentina she's supposed to fight too yeah she's fighting on that john jones card yeah not seeing anything pending. Nunez, maybe she's taking some time off. Where did I see that? Who else we got on that John Jones card? Let me see. Maybe it's a pretty heavy one, that's for sure. Oh, this card is sick. Damn, Tom, <laughs> tell me that 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 paper you stacked. Oh. Oh, Dan Hooker's out of that. I, it's weird that Dan Hooker's on that card against Jalen Turner, but now Hooker had to pull from that one. Dang, we get Bo Nickel and Shavkat on the same card. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Shavkat, Jeff Neal, that fight's going to be insane. Yeah, that's, that's a hell of a matchup. Brunson coming back against Dupree. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Me and Gary. So uh, Nunez was supposed to fight Aldania, but they couldn't come to an agreement with Amanda Nunez. So they had a... Um, so she's she's just pending right now, waiting for something. Okay, probably seeing all these paychecks getting passed around. <laughs> yeah, she said um, she wants Aldania to fight Pena for a number one contender, and then Pena only wants to fight Amanda for the trilogy. So there's like this weird log jam. You know yeah. what though? Nunez has the power to make that decision, and she just had a kid. I bet you she just wants to be mom for a while. You know. She had another kid. No, but I mean, her, her kid's got to be what, like two or three years old, still really young. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I guess then vacate your belt. <laughs> she vacate the belt, Yuri. He vacated because he's injured. If you're going to be out, if you're going to hold up the division, 
you shouldn't be champion. I don't think she's holding it up. I'd like to see I'd like to see Pena and Sultana fight it out. Do you think you don't think Pena deserves a, a rematch? Yeah, they didn't fight it. They, they fought it in July. Yeah, it's almost gonna be a full. It's closing in. They fought. I think Juliana might as well. I think it'd be the better bet for Nunez to do that rematch because I think you're so familiar with her. That was the one person that decisively beat you. You know, out of recent time, so mm-hmm. she won by a decision. Might as well try to actually put her away, or you know, at least seal the deal with this one. Yeah, it's strange. That's why I appreciate those fighters like um, Vol- Volkanovski, Aljamain Sterling, who are just like, you know, bring it. I'll fight whoever. Then we get yeah. like rock star status and start, you know wanting to take breaks and whatever is like, these are like active champions, people who want to cement their legacy and keep things rolling. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. It's, it's weird when these people get to these positions, obviously like they work so hard to get there, but it's like, is that like, I feel like a lot of people get complacent and they're like, all right, cool. Like we finally made it as a UFC champ. And then they just kind of shoot themselves in the foot. By making yeah. these weird requests or s- sitting on the sideline, like like Stipe, I I want to know what's going on with Stipe because uh, for them to not because uh, what they wanted him in December, he said no. He wanted March. UFC said no. <laughs> so it's just like, what is going on? I would say he probably like really really badly got hurt against Ngannou, and he's taken a lot of damage and never really took. I mean, with Cormier trilogy, he took a little bit of a break or whatever because the eye poke or whatever happened. But I think he's just resting. Honestly, as stupid as that sounds. No, but he he asked for March and they said no. They didn't give it to him. Like he wanted no. to 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 come back and UFC said no. Well, it's weird because that's the matchup John Jones wanted more over Sirogan too. So I don't know if it's just maybe they couldn't extend Steve's contract. You know. That could have been like part of it, and so they didn't want to leave it at you know someone leaving with the belt again or something like. That would be the only thing because I feel like Stepe is going to be closer to retirement than everyone else because I mean he's already kind of getting up there and he hasn't been as active. You know, he only fights generally like once a year at most. Honestly, at this rate, he might not ever fight again because I know he went full-time with his job as, as a firefighter because he, he used to be part-time so yeah uh, so it might be the end of an era with that so maybe it won't come to terms maybe it's just like he wants that big payout just so he can then become a firefighter and just chill yeah i have, I have an idea but it's just for for someone like him uh sitting on the sideline you, you know cool you're getting healthier but at the same time your window is closing because you're only getting older right these fighters are getting younger more talented so it's it's tricky to for for someone in his position to sit out and play this game of like you know if it's like i want more money or 
I, I want to get healthier, but it's just like, dude, like, how much healthier are you going to get? Yeah. I think uh, Stipe versus Jones is a lot more interesting than Cyril Gaon versus Jones. Yeah, it's a legacy to it. You know, there's kind of John Jones considered the best light heavyweight of all time. And then you put him against the best heavyweight of all time. It's just, you know, writes itself. Cyril Gaon, you know, had a pretty good last performance. Francis, you know, came up short, you know. But he was doing pretty well striking. But that's the thing. He's still pretty new. No, he fought, so, um, what's his name? The Shoei guy. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, Taito Avasa was his, like, he had a good performance against him. And then he lost Francis before that. Yeah. We got to ju- judge him on his last performance. Yeah. Doing well. But I don't know how much with wrestling he could have fixed between them. Yeah. Especially John Jones, I think, is probably the best at you like setting up takedowns with kicks the you know punches and just has that IQ to really lay it on him yeah I I just it, it's it's weird that people think surreal <laughs> has a chance against John Jones just because I, there's just too much experience on John Jones's side if I'm being honest when when, when you think about yeah. um, his fight IQ and how much time he's spent in the cage? It, it, like you, you can't train that. So I think Jones finishes him inside of two rounds. Really? I think he doesn't one. I mean, Can, dude, <laughs> he, he's going to come in and for for John Jones to, to have been on you know the sidelines for three years, he, he's going to come in and want to make a statement. He's not going to. I don't think he's going to play this pitter patter game like he did at light heavyweight with his last couple fights. I think he's going to go in there and want to finish this guy and make a statement. And can you imagine round one, 10 second knockout or something crazy? Yes, I can't imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. At least we're, we're and just a couple months away to finally seeing John Jones at heavyweight. And I just hope from today to March, there's no issues. <laughs> I hope everybody gets there healthy. Hopefully yeah. as an Uber driver. He'll be there. <laughs> we hope so. I'm sure the UFC is like in the contract, like we will drive you to everything and anything during your build up to your camp. But yeah. we got that covered. Yeah, they're like, come alone. Don't fight with your significant other. Don't fight with your coaches. We're going to keep you in a box. I wonder if he's going to be respectful, Jones, or he's going to be trash talking Jones when he comes back. I don't know. And this would be interesting, too, because he first fight not with uh, Jackson Wink MMA. Like, Greg Jackson will still be in his corner, but I don't know if he's going to be repping. Um, what was Henry's uh, Jim's name out there in Arizona? Fight first, first yeah. fight or whatever. I, I can't. I can't think of it right now. Fight ready. Fight ready. Jesus. Um, he gets high praise for Cejudo. He's just, he's intelligent. I yeah. I I love Henry Cejudo. I he beats Aljamain. If I'm being honest, <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, you never say hundred percent UFC, but I would favor him versus Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Because I, I think Cejudo is better just everywhere. Better striking. Aljamain striking is not the best, but um, even when it comes to wrestling, grappling, I think Cejudo gets him. 
Yeah, that's a triple C, man. When when Sterling's beating people, it's because he's out grappling them. What are you gonna out grapple Cejudo? Probably not. Good luck. I wonder when they're gonna announce his fight or who he's gonna end up actually. Well, they sent uh, UFC sent uh, Sterling to was it Puerto Rico or they sent him somewhere to to get stem cells done to to um kind of like expedite the process of him getting healed for whatever injury he had. I can't remember what injury he had. Um, Cause they were really pushing him to fight in March, but he was like, no, that's like too soon. So they sent him, I'm pretty sure it's to Puerto Rico. Hopefully I'm not messing that up, but yeah, they, they sent him somewhere to get stem cells done. Um, that's crazy. Cause that's because they really want to make that fight happen. Which is is nice because I'm happy they're not going to do like a an interim, uh, you know, bantamweight belt or something weird like that. You don't want Sean O'Malley getting the interim belt or what? Sean O'Malley, I hate that guy. Come on, <laughs> gonna fucking be the next champ. Why don't you gonna there's hear the, that endlessly? There's no way. There's no way he's beating Aljamain. There's no way he's beating Cejudo. He's not beating Sanhagen. He's not beating. Uh, Cheeto Vera, Cheeto Vera already finished him. Let's remember that. So, yeah, good yeah, luck, Charlie Malley. Good luck. It ain't happening. <laughs> well, at least he got a new contract now <laughs> before he starts like going downwards. If he does, who knows? Maybe he might get you know some pretty good matchups for him. It's all it doesn't get easier after Peter Young, let's be honest. Yeah. So. See how Cheeto versus Sanhagen goes too. I like Cheeto, but I just want Sanhagen to uh, to show up, live up to his potential. Yeah, like he's such a good fighter. He's so it's good. Crazy. But like, I was like, I for sure thought he would beat Peter Yan because he 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 has all the advantages, but something happened. He didn't beat Peter Yan, and then he was doing. I thought he was doing good against TJ, but lost that fight yeah so, it's just Fucking TJ. i'm not a fan he, he's gone again too just because of all that shit i can't believe he fought Algermain with that fucking injury still what a waste of time well you gotta get that check <laughs> yeah apparently well he's out for what was it two years how's he like i i, I don't know how does he make money i don't know He's got he's got businesses. I believe he has a company that serves smoothies, I believe, or like a juice place. And he's doing that. It's it's one of the reasons, other than obviously the injuries, why he's I I believe he's not coming back to MMA. Like I think he's done. So he can focus on business. I live in Orange County. I haven't seen a juice place. <laughs> he's gonna be he's like working at juice it up like i told you i'm working at this juice place guys like oh my big god I, I i hope not assistant, assistant to the general manager <laughs> okay that's fucking hilarious oh my god yeah i well somebody was uh suggesting he do the connor remove himself from the testing pool take steroids to get better and then come back I don't know. Steroids didn't work too well for him last time. Yeah. They did against Corey, <laughs> Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, fucking Cody. Yeah. Why is why is Cody fighting again? Like, same same deal. 
he had a, a great run. Uh, he had the perfect run, uh, you know, to the title. Great, great career. But then it's just, it's just not worth it. You're getting your your brain scrambled. You're getting knocked out. And, and for what? And, and even now, thirty five. He he he's not holding a candle to anybody up there. You know, the last thing I saw of uh, Garbrandt. God, maybe it was Instagram or YouTube or something. Just a blue chew advertisement. <laughs> yeah, right? he's all fucking. Have you seen? Have you seen that? I haven't yeah, seen that. I've seen that. He's like pandering, fucking boner pills and shit. <laughs> Dude, he's got to make money. He has a family, and it's sad that you know he's he's not the champ anymore. Yeah, and it sucks because it makes you wonder if it would have been different if uh, TJ wasn't you know under the influence of things too. I mean. He didn't test positive there and there, but, but you know, whether it's smoke is, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you, you test positive once, I assume you're on that shit, you know, your whole career before that. 100%, I agree. But Cody Garbrandt, retire. Win, lose, or draw your next fight, please retire. No. Because you could just be the blue chill chew fucking spokesperson. Yeah, it'd be better than because your his chin is it's it's far gone, right? Uh, a jab will knock him out. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Yeah, and then take that kind of damage. That and even when when you go and try to, it doesn't really work out for the majority of fighters. And when you go and try to reinvent yourself in a lower weight class and you just get smoked, it's just like, dude, come on, this is. Like that was pretty bad. Yeah, and and, and you know, Kaikara Fran's a good fighter, but it's just like, please, just hang it up, save, yeah. save all of us the heartache. Why wasn't he on the fucking card today either, or you know, the card this Saturday? Kaikara Friends. I'm not sure. From be honest, uh, maybe taking some time off after that loss. I think he was just kind of disappointed. Yeah, but, but has it been a year since he got beat by Marino? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it's been like a full year, but I think it's been a few months. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I, I just, and I get it. It's hard. Like, you got to make money. What if you still have it in you? What if you have this Rocky story or whatever? You come back, but it's just, it doesn't really end well. That's why I tell everybody look what GSP did. He got out at the right time. Shit was getting it. Uh, you know, pretty tough at the end. Uh, Johnny Hendricks roided up Johnny Hendricks. Uh, you know, couldn't beat GSP. Uh, and, you know, GSP went up a weight class, captured the middleweight title, and was just like, all right, this is... He he wanted to, to do that Khabib fight, but UFC didn't want to, want to do it. So that would, that would have been an epic exit, right? GSP, Khabib, super fight. Yeah, they probably should have done that because I think they were betting on Khabib not retiring, but you know, yeah, like, but they were just scared of GSP winning the belt and retiring, <laughs> even though he it ended up happening. Couldn't they just do it elsewhere in a different promotion now? Like they're both free. Well, I don't think GSP wants to fight, and Khabib's like over two hundred pounds. Oh, yeah, that's fair. he's not even going to be cornering Islam, Khabib. So, yeah. And also, I don't think Khabib wants to fight because of um, his father passing. So, yeah, I think it's just over for him overall. Even though he still has a lot of fight in him, but you know, 
he lives by he lives by his decisions, and you got to respect that. Yeah, and I, I respect it because so many times where people make a big deal about retiring or bands breaking up, and they come back, and it's just like should have just stayed away. Now it's not as special. Notice. Uh, <clears throat> or what? <laughs> oh, he's talking about Bane. No, no, uh, no, no. Hey, hey. Dang, you, you, you're gonna be causing some ripples. Things. Yeah. No, uh, respect to Bane. I love Bane. I, I watched the Bane documentary, and I DM'd Bedard after the documentary because I was so moved, and he actually responded and had some kind words. I was very surprised. So shout out Bane. Yeah. Hopefully, you're able to get a ticket. Shout out the I Suicide guess. File. That band is fucking amazing. Yeah, I guess that uh, that Bane one. Well, they they announced it today or yesterday. I guess it sold uh, three thousand tickets in like a minute or something. Yeah, it, it sold out. They added a second date. Yeah, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, Bane's an influential band, and you, you watch that documentary and you see the kind of impact that they had on so many people. It's a pretty crazy story. I never saw it. I need to see it though. Yeah, I would highly recommend it because, like, you think about the amount of bands that pop in and out of hardcore. Not every band has the kind of impact and following that Bane does. So there, there's something special. This is true. But all right, UFC two eighty four. Makachev versus Volkanovski. I don't understand why he didn't put his featherweight title on the line. That's what he should have done. Isn't that only fair? Just put both titles on the line? No, because uh, there's there's no way Islam makes featherweight. Yeah, he, he, he can. Cut the leg off. It'll be a skeletor down there, just like Connor. You ever look at those old photos of Connor at 45? Oh, it's yeah. brutal. Insane. It's like Insane. Yeah, that's a whole different person at that point. Okay. Well, pay-per-view will be fun. Looking forward to watching it. Looking forward to talking to you guys again. Because I, I, you know what I realized? Because I was looking at the calendar going forward. I was like, we're going to at least have to do this once a month. So Yeah. I'm loving Bring it. it. I'm, I'm loving it. Not a McDonald's ad. Unless they want to be a sponsor. You send the Big Macs, baby. Keep your bacon. McDonald's bacon's the worst. Let's be real. Yeah, don't you don't eat McDonald's yeah, for the bacon. Eat it for the Big Macs and the McDoubles, man. And the fries. Yeah, I'll get a Big Mac any day. Okay. All right. Well, before we go, any last words? Uh, yeah. It's not necessarily MMA related, but I just played a really fun fest in vegas this past weekend and i wanted to give a shout out to chasm that band's incredible mm-hmm. want to give a shout out to two guns and want to give a shout out to mongrel awesome mongrel dm me back yeah i didn't uh play any concerts or anything i was just uh out and about on the weekend at disneyland and now uh just living a life actually i'm gonna give i'm gonna give another shout out we're gonna shout out point break uh, we're going to shout out One Life Taken and Prisoners. Played with them on Friday and all those bands crush. All right. There you guys have it. 
go watch my vlogs on YouTube, newer shit that we're working on, fun stuff. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back UFC 285. Thank you guys.